0: What's up team NXT? I am CD Danny Mac bringing you episode 51 of the undisputed Future Podcast. The road to 100 begins on this episode and the road to take over Chicago 2 is just picking up and tonight is an episode all about the numbers covering the May 9th edition of WWE NXT Television, the debut of NX3 TV, also highlighted by two major tag teams, and kicked off by the one and only Ricochet. Are you still with me? Good, let's jump right into the discussion here. The one and only Ricochet, and just something about this entrance. It feels like the NXT equivalent of an Avenger making his way to the ring. The guy feels like a superhero. He moves around the ring like Spider-Man. Unbelievable things for the future of Ricochet. In store, he's already endorsed by The Rock, if that says anything about how great this young man can be. He wants you to remember him, he wants to take over and redefine NXT. He's spoken on this topic many times on his Twitter account as well. Oh, when are you going up to the main roster? Are you going to end up on 205 Live? And Ricochet simply answers, I'm looking to make NXT... The best that I possibly can. And somebody else who has captured the NXT universe's attention since his rivalry with now champion Aleister Black. Of course, I'm talking about the Velveteen Dream. With simply responding, no. No, 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 no. Not having any of this Ricochet attention. Not drifting the spotlight off of Velveteen Dream for even a second. He doesn't want you to take over, Ricochet. He wants you to take a step back and flip yourself to the back of the line. Man, this is just a rivalry I've been waiting for since both of their impressive showings in the NXT North American Championship inaugural ladder match. These are two of the youngest and most impressive talents in the professional wrestling world today. And they're right here in NXT, and we are privileged enough to see it. I'm really hoping this builds to a TakeOver Chicago match of some sort. Give these guys 15 to 20 minutes to show you what the future of professional wrestling is all about. Flip yourself to the back of the line. This is a rivalry brewing. Who will steal the spotlight from one another? Will it shine on the one and only, or does it stay with the Velveteen Dream? This rivalry can only do good for both of these young men. Let's let's just talk about the elephants in the room. These are two of the future African-American champions in the WWE. Future world champions, at least, in one of these two guys. Both of them are great enough to do it, in my humble opinion. But it's all about how that future works out on Raw or SmackDown Live. These are two of the youngest and hottest talents On the NXT brand, it's a rivalry that the universe has been clamoring for, and you could definitely add my name to that list. You could put it at the very top, as far as I'm concerned. Ricochet versus Velveteen Dream. Really good promo start to Ricochet, really exposing you to who he is. Really building confidence behind the microphone, but there's just something captivating about the way Velveteen Dream speaks, and how he delivers, and his mannerisms throughout his promos. It really builds an intrigue with you, draws you into his character, and the uniqueness that shines on the Velveteen Dream experience. So stay tuned for more coverage on that rivalry for sure. But let's get into some in ring action the NX3 television debut, taking on 205 Live, hopeful in my book still, and uh, Cruiserweight Classic competitor. Raul Mendoza. Gotta mention that every single time I talk about Mendoza. Mendoza and are two of the building blocks of NXT right now from the Cruiserweight Classic tournament. I don't know if because the Cruiserweight Classic was a 225 weight limit I don't know if Fabian Eichner just built up so much muscle he's not considered a cruiserweight anymore. Could be the same potential for Raul Mendoza as well. He was featured in the 205 Live opening sequence for a little bit. You could go back earlier in the discography to check that out, but I digress from Mr. Mendoza from right now. Taking on EC3, EC3, one of the newest Twitter interactions to shoot to the very top of my list. And I gotta say, it was in the top 1% of any tweet I have ever received. EC3 posted his WWE.com article, really giving you insight to where he's been, what he hopes to do. Really impressive stuff, and it was pretty much along the lines of, read this when you're not busy, read this when you're stuck in traffic, read this when you're at a red light. Read this while you're on the toilet, and I decided to try and piggyback off the coattails of this tweet and say, after you listen to your new favorite NXT podcast. Alright, a little bit of a cheap plug and a cheap pop could be necessary for that, but EC3 managed to respond to me. I tried to play it off as cool as I possibly can, but I was marking out behind my phone for every single second trying to type back to him. So thank you, EC3. I will continue to say... Nothing but good things about you on this show. And I gotta say, after a strong start by Raul Mendoza, it was all EC3. An impressive debut of NX3 television. A great TKO style finisher for EC3. And it's a much needed win on your NXT television debut. Great talent in Raul Mendoza of doing so. And I see nothing but big things for EC3. He's really my hopeful. ...to challenge Adam Cole next for that North American Championship. He's already stated how much he wants it on his television debut behind the microphone, but not... I mean, everything's kind of written in the stars here. We saw the interaction between EC3 and Adam Cole right smack in the middle of the ladder match... So there's already kind of the foreshadowing there. EC3 has professed to General Manager William Regal how much he wants that North American Championship. So I wouldn't see the I wouldn't mind seeing two of the biggest signings to NXT TV in quite some time go at it for their newest championship. But post-match adversity makes a man EC3 proclaims victory after victory after victory after victory after victory on NXT. And based on tonight's performance, I don't doubt that for one second. EC3 victorious over Raul Mendoza and post-match promo once again entertainingly delivered by EC3. But let's shift gears while I'm speaking about the Undisputed Era's leader, Adam Cole, we had a brief interaction between the 1-2 Punch tag team known by me and hopefully a few others, I'm really hoping that name catches on, 1-2 Punch, Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan, congratulations to Danny Burch on his NXT contract signing as well. Having a little bit of an interaction with the United Kingdom champion Pete Dunne, Roderick Strong's former tag team partner before helping Undisputed Era solidify their names as both NXT Tag Team Champions and winner of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Cup. Now, let's agree to disagree, says Oni Larkin. Oni Larkin says Pete Dunne knows he's a piece of garbage, a piece of trash. However, he phrased it, he's just pointing out Pete Dunne has to know that he's not a good guy. But right now, Undisputed Era are just worst. The betrayal, the underhanded tactics to win their championship matches respectively against Oni Lorcan, that North American championship defense, the first title defense, the sad statistic that Oni Lorcan is going to be known for, the first man Adam Cole beat while defending that championship. These are the things that Pete Dunn nodded back about in order to get retribution against the Undisputed Era. And it will all go down on the... May 16th edition of WWE NXT, where 1 2 Punch, Orkin, and Birch team up with Pete Dunne to take on Undisputed Era's Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong. A big six man tag team match with a lot of potential, and quite frankly, some of the UK's greatest in pete dunn and danny birch do not sleep on danny birch danny birch getting a full signing to nxt is huge he's a veteran on the circuit he's a uk championship tournament competitor and he had one of the toughest moments in the entire tournament definitely go back before this next upcoming uk uk championship tournament to know exactly what i'm talking about trust me you're gonna know the spot in the match i'm discussing Let's shift gears away from the UK division, though, and put some spotlight on the NXT women's division and a place that it has definitely been before on Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai, the latest victim of Shayna Baszler's bullying antics since Ember Moon has gone up to Monday Night Raw. This persistent bullying by Shayna Baszler after that wicked arm injury sent to Dakota Kai a number of weeks ago. The bully just needs a punch in the face. I'm going to reiterate that a few times throughout this segment, but I'm going to talk about Dakota Kai's match with Vanessa Bourne. Vanessa Bourne, a Phoenix Suns dancer. I'm going to correct myself in the past. I believe I've said Miami Heat or some other NBA team. I might have said Orlando Magic while I was thinking about Naomi, but a former Phoenix Suns talent not anywhere in the Florida Panhandle. so my apologies for that piece of false information in the past. This is definitely a rebuilding match for the division, putting some shine on two of the division's known talents. We've seen Vanessa born a number of times on NXT. Dakota Kai was one of my independent wrestling circuit known talents going into the May Young Classic, so I am I'm familiar with Team Kick. Team Kick is definitely an inspiration behind Team NXT as well. So nothing but love for Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai with an unbelievable finisher this match. What? I don't even know what to call that. I haven't gotten a chance to listen to my friends over at Who Got Next and reach out to them about what they called it. I don't think commentary had a name for it. If anybody knows what the name of that move was, please Please fill me in on that piece of information, it was like a double knee driver up towards the shoulder blades and the back, whatever it was, it sealed the victory for Dakota Kai, but before she even had time to really celebrate and take it all in, it's that damn Shayna Baszler, the NXT Women's Champion, the one currently at the top of the food chain, chokes out Vanessa Bourne, clearly sending a message to her victim. Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai would be once again called upon by Kathy Kelly for an interview, and she just didn't have any answers, not even a second to take in her celebration. Shayna Baszler would appear and intimidate Dakota Kai once again, but afterwards, there would be a little bit of inspiration by one of the powder kegs of the NXT women's division. I'm talking about the only sanity representative left on the NXT brand. I'm talking about the purging one, Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross with a diabolical and I guess inspirational laugh based on Dakota Kai's somewhat reaction to it. Whatever, I don't know. All I know is I want to see Nikki Cross really serve it to Shayna Baszler. I think Shayna Baszler's not going to get away with the same tactics she's getting to throw her weight around in the past on the NXT Women's Division. You're going to have to throw a whole damn lot at Nikki Cross to try and put her down. She has gone up against the best in NXT Women's Division past, and even interacting with many a male talent in the past. You could ask current Raw superstars, the authors of Pain, about that one. But shifting away from NXT Women's Division action just for a second, oh, one more thing, Dakota Kai, please punch Shayna Baszler in the face. Or kick her if you want, I'll give another shout out to hashtag Team kick. Now I'm going to drift away from women's division and I'm going to talk about the aforementioned two major tag team clash. A lot of weight in the ring on this edition of NXT. I'm, of course, talking about Heavy Machinery, Otis Dozovic, and Tucker Knight taking on the War Raiders. I believe getting the single name treatment as Hanson and Rowe, single, respectively. No more first names for either of these gentlemen. I wonder how Hanson getting the single name treatment is going to affect any copyrights with the 90s band. I don't know. Couldn't think of any other way to segue into this. Let's talk about the big fight here in NXT. I hope there was enough support on the ring. Just about 1,200 pounds of human being in the ring. It was a powerful match from bell to bell, really showing the powerhouse team's Of NXT have not disappeared just because Killian Dane from Sanity and both members of the Authors of Pain have found their way to main roster television. Heavy Machinery and War Raiders are still bringing the strength and the power across the NXT tag team division. But it was an unbelievable match, unsurprising ending. The War Raiders, with their powerful tandem offense, able to conquer Heavy Machinery for this evening let's talk about another tag team though going through their own training regimen i'm talking about the street profits street profits angelo dawkins and montez ford displaying their charisma once again through a series of snapchats it appears um i'm personally not following them yet but it's definitely on my to-do list The tag team division's in a pretty good place right now. It's in a very interesting place, especially considering the tension and now dissension of the big money athletes. I'm talking about Tino Sabatelli and Riddick Moss, for those of you who don't know them by the name that I have worked so hard to coin myself, and of course now they break up. I see Tino Sabatelli possibly moving into either an alliance or a rivalry with EC3. There's really no in-between. This, of course, being after EC3 wins that North American Championship, like I mentioned before. But Street Profits, Heavy Machinery, War Raiders, just across the tag team division board, you got the reinvigorating TM61, they're putting the building blocks on what seems to be a new character direction. I think the tag team division is going to be just fine after the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. After the most recent series of call-ups, yes, there's room to rebuild, and a lot of these teams are going to work on their presence for the main roster and for the big stage of NXT Takeover but I don't think it's in as much of a rebuilding position as let's say the NXT women's division has been so far but lots of character development going across the board it's still kind of a long road we have until next month to really see what Takeover Chicago 2's card is going to bring. Money in the Bank is shaping up to be something special as well. Lots of NXT talents getting involved. Congratulations to Ember Moon in qualifying for the Money in the Bank women's ladder match in particular. But let's shift away from tag team division action. Let's talk about a main event I thought I was going to be way more excited to discuss because I thought it was going to be an act of redemption on behalf of Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano in the form of Cassius Ono. Cassius Ono takes on Tommaso Dam Champa in tonight's main event. Tonight, of course, means the May 9th edition of NXT. I've had it pointed out to me before. I say tonight and then don't release the episode until at least Thursday evenings. Of course, I'm recording this one on a Monday afternoon just before Monday Night Raw. And this sadly probably won't release until I get home from work on Tuesday evening. So I'm apologizing in advance for, of course, the inconsistency. I try and make pre-takeover and takeover specials and post-takeover specials a priority. Every single episode of the podcast is important, and every single episode of NXT television is important. But sometimes this thing called life gets in the way. But let's drift away from CD's personal schedule and let's talk about the, the disappointment outcome that was Tommaso Champa versus Cassius Ono. This main event was disappointing in zero ways besides that. I still think Tommaso Champa coming out to know what music is absolutely brilliant. I've labeled his announcement and I labeled his entrance theme as disdain by the audience. Just coming out to a sea of booze and you sucks. Not just in full sail. Not just what I'm sure is going to be an uproarious middle finger coming from Chicago audience. Anywhere on the NXT live event circuit I'm sure has been filled with absolute hatred and disdain towards Tommaso Ciampa. Really just shines a big neon sign on the most hated man in professional wrestling. Cassius Ono is usually known for a more light-hearted entrance and singing along to his theme and swinging his elbow through the middle rope and really connecting with the audience first, but not, not this time. Cassius Ono all business, a, no, a no-nonsense entrance going on this match, especially considering he was playing that big brother role even before Tommaso Ciampa yelled it in his face. Throughout this matchup, I had this sinking feeling that Cassius Ono was picking up a big brother-style role. I know if somebody tried to bully and and injure one of my good friends who were younger than me, or one of my my blood younger brother, ever got his hands on somebody or somebody ever tried to mess with him, I would definitely understand the feeling. I say no to bullying. You could go back just a couple minutes ago and listen to me rant about Shayna Baszler, if you don't believe me. I've been doing karate and martial arts for way too long to say yes to any kind of bullying and to sit here and stand for it. But sadly, it just embodies itself in these individuals like a Shayna Baszler and like a Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa screaming over, he's not worth it. Johnny's not worth it. It's not worth going through all this punishment because Tommaso Ciampa will victimize anybody associated with the Gargano last name. We've seen the heartache he's put Candace through. We've seen the physical toll that Johnny Gargano has gone through in that Chicago style heartbreak ending of NXT. Just a full sale equivalent of that Chicago attack. Cassius Ono was trying to redeem this. And no matter what the strikes were, no matter how badly Cassius Ono got to destroy Tommaso Ciampa's eye, and no matter how hot the crowd got for it, Tommaso Ciampa found a way, an eye for an eye sort of circumstance in this match, Tommaso Ciampa would leave this one victorious, but he did it with a pretty lame looking finisher, I'm I don't know anybody else's opinion on it. I haven't gotten a chance to ask around on the Twitter or the social media about it. I hate that stupid face-planting neckbreaker he's doing. You're the most lethal man on NXT. You're you're this big badass. You put out the crowd's favorite guy, and you're going to end a match against a bigger opponent with such a lackluster finisher. I think if anybody should be finishing matches with a striking finisher. Even if it happens to Cassius Ono, I don't d- necessarily agree with strike-heavy offensive maneuver superstars losing to another striking maneuver, but beat Cassius Ono with something better. Beat him with that knee to the back of the head. Beat him with something similar to the last shot by Adam Cole. Don't try and use a neck break or face plant on somebody that's that much larger than you. It did not look good. It didn't look good that Tommaso Ciampa was winning that match. It definitely didn't sound good based on Moro Ronaldo's reaction, which I love. I haven't felt this way about a commentator for a superstar since we got the chance to listen to JR scream and disdain against Vince McMahon in the Stone Cold Steve Austin rivalry. That's how strongly I'm feeling about Moro speaking out against Tommaso Ciampa. But Tommaso Ciampa, lame finisher or not, able to seal the victory and shut down the redemption project of Cassius Ono and doing such, such more destruction than that. I'm really just waiting for Tommaso Ciampa to get his. When Tommaso Ciampa gets his, it will be at TakeOver Chicago too. I don't know what the circumstances can be. Johnny, get well soon. We gotta see you get back right where it all started at NXT TakeOver Chicago. And I'm going to be with you every single step of the way here, Team NXT. Thank you for listening, no matter when you do it. I'm hoping to get you this by Tuesday evening. I know recording on Monday's a little odd. Check out any of my other fellow podcasts this week. I've had a ton of interaction, especially between Raw and SmackDown, and just any other week I'm not watching wrestling. I'm still reaching out, I'm still looking for topics. My Twitter account, even though it is for promotional purposes, it's a fans account. I'm gonna react to things. I'm gonna post on official links, I'm gonna reach out to my fans. If I see you going through a hard time, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna do what I can with my name and my followers. I'm gonna try and build the following for the better of the professional wrestling community online. And I know any other podcast I've been interacting with is doing the same. Special shout out to Nick's Rock and Roll Podcast, Brotherly Loved Wrestling, Royal Rambled, of course, my friends over at Who Got Next for more NXT coverage. And that about does it for me this week, a lot shorter of an episode than my hour-long takeover of your airwaves episode 50. If you got a long commute and you haven't listened to it yet, if you're sitting on a plane or sitting in a car or if you're even sitting in the passenger seat of an Uber and you get a chance to throw on your headphones, I would appreciate any listens you can give me on episode 50 It's been a wild and long ride so far on the Undisputed Future podcast, but I can't thank each and every one of you enough for listening. Please reach out to me on the social media at podcast underscore UF being the Twitter at Undisputed Future podcast, all one word being the Instagram. You can check out a special post I just listed about a special meet and greet with Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura. Two of NXT's best champions, the first ever champion, and a two-time NXT champion. Check out the Instagram for details on that. Check out the Twitter for any live tweeting on Raw and SmackDown. Sadly, not on NXT television. Once in a while on NXT television, I'll shoot out a spoiler-free tweet, but I like to live in the hashtag spoiler-free zone. So my interaction is definitely encouraged while NXT is on. If you want to reach out to me with a question, if you want to give me a discussion topic for any edition of the podcast, I am more than happy to take your questions. Please listen to me on your favorite podcasting platform. I'm working my way on getting on Podbean, but right now I'm on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, any other third-party site that might use my RSS feed, just give Undisputed Future Podcast a search and find your favorite place to listen to it, and I'll be thanking you for doing so each and every single week. I am CD Danny Mac. This has been the EST of NXT POD. Yeah, just more hashtags coming out each and every week. Thank you for listening. Happy Rusev Day. Have an excellent week, and I'll see you next time.